from Relay FM, this is Upgrade, episode number 106. Today's show is brought to you by Hover, Ring, and Mac Weldon. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Jason Snow. Hello, Jason Snow. Hello, Mr. Mike Hurley. It's good to see you. Again. And yeah, we are live uh, in Portland. We're here for the XOXO Festival. So because we are in person, we are joined by Mr. Stephen Hackett. Hey, boys. Hey, Stephen Hackett. Uh, we were remarking earlier, this is my third live upgrade this year, but the first two, I was sick, so I was um, in the hallway. Yeah, we banned yep. you last time. <laughs> Quarantined, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. now I'm here, and we're sitting around a table together, and we're going to talk about uh, web objects. And, <laughs> what? And, and old uh, Yeah. Okay, we're going to end this episode now. Thanks so much for listening, <laughs> Open Doc? I have a lot of notes Steve, on Open Steve Doc. Steve and I are going to talk about the Mac SE, Mike, so just sit on back and... Oh, that happened that time, didn't it? <laughs> so let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit. I'm sure everyone remembers our uh, our iMac special. I have vivid memories of sitting, looking out of my window, <laughs> as you two were just talking about iMacs. So it's like, well, I have nothing to say, so yeah. I'll just enjoy this. Yeah. I'll just listen. Now you know how I feel unconnected when we're talking about workflow. Yep, or or music streaming services, especially mm-hmm. that. So we are at uh, the XOXO Festival in Portland, Oregon. Um, this is just a really nice kind of getaway festival. Uh, it's very relaxed, so we're kind of just enjoying each other's company for a few days. We were playing some board games today. Uh, we recorded a top four special that's going to be out at some point within the next couple of days where we just ate cereal from a cereal van. So that's, a, that's XOXO. <laughs> that's a thing. That's yeah, kind of that's Portland It's, it's just you. a fun thing. I think this is the last one, but uh, if they ever do it again and uh, you have the means and the desire, I recommend it. So, But we do have some follow-up today. Um, this is from a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I didn't think it was worth talking about last week, which was, if you remember, um, we spoke about the idea of maybe doing a, uh, I said, Mike at the magazine rack mm-hmm. for comics. Terrible name. What do you want? You got a better one? The follow-up does. But do you have a better one? No. Okay. Uh <laughs> so we were going to do a comic segment uh, for at some point in the future, and we have a couple of suggestions. Uh, Ryan suggested Hurley and the Heroes, because what we're going for here is alliteration. I don't, I don't know if I made that clear. <laughs> but like, you know, Mike at the movies, mm-hmm. right? It works. Casey at the cinema. These things, that's how they go. But I like uh, Ian's suggestion the most, where he said, Call Mike time. Now, I am a fan of puns. <sighs> In such a way that I like this. Now, Jason, I don't know what... Actually, quite a few people suggested comic time. Now, I'm willing to break the alliteration for the incredible pun that has been suggested. Jason, do you have any thoughts, any further uh, considerations for our segment? I'll take all of these great ideas under advisement. And, uh, oh, so we're not, we're, not, we're not deciding on a name today. <laughs> so uh, if you have any other ideas, please uh, continue to send them in with the hashtag AskUpgrade because that's a great way for us to collect that stuff. <laughs> Clearly, uh, Ryan and Ian, you have not won the prize of naming the <laughs> not segment. Yet. Not yet. Jason, uh, I understand you have some follow-up in regards to Apple announcing hardware features and software features they haven't shipped. Yeah, I, I complained last time in the aftermath of the Apple event about how Apple... It struck me how Apple had a major feature tied to brand new hardware that it was essentially saying, this isn't going to be ready when it ships, but we'll do an update later. In this case, the bokeh feature mm-hmm. the, the, uh, on, the, on, the six, on the 7 Plus. And I heard from a lot of people about that um, who mentioned Apple Pay. And it is accurate to say that Apple Pay, which was a major feature, uh, adding the NFC to to, uh, to the iPhone 6, and it didn't 
work on day one, and then there was a moment where they flipped the switch and turned it on. I think that's a fair point. I guess the difference, the reason I didn't, I was well aware of that fact. The reason I didn't mention it is, I've always kind of ascribed that to the needs of getting a you know, hooks into a new payment system up and running and working with all the payment partners and having a date where it's like, as of this date, Apple Pay is turned on. More than Apple's inability to ship it. I don't have, I think, any facts to to uh, to bring to bear there about that this was totally ready to go by Apple and it was just being delayed by, mm-hmm. by the partnership. It may be that the software wasn't ready, in which case this is an exact analog. Um, so th- that's a fair point. Um, but my my larger point was more just that I was surprised that this is something that Apple um, d- could have prioritized potentially and shipped with the phone. And mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they didn't. But for all we know, something happened. And somebody said, this isn't good enough to ship. Let's yeah. not ship it. Well, I think it's clear that this it wasn't a decision that, oh, we'll create this feature and we'll just ship it later. Like, it, it obviously has was meant to be included. The invites... Yeah. We're all, all about it, right? About it. The right? extra credit, that, and that's the that's what was kind of riling me is the idea that this is just an extra credit problem. Yeah, this is a, just a bonus. It's a nice spin, but it's not. I it, don't believe it. Can't it. Be accurate. Well, it is. It is code for we couldn't get this done in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there was one thing that I was thinking about, like with the Apple Pay stuff. I don't recall them ever saying this is coming later. Like this is the difference here. Things have been late, right? And like things weird things happen. So like cross platform features between iOS and the Mac don't work when they don't release the operating systems at the same time. Right. Right. But they don't ever really mention that sort of stuff. Like Handoff, Handoff was released in iOS and I think macOS was like a little bit later like it is this time. Right. Well, that, that feature didn't work, right? Because you couldn't do it. So there are, there are things like that where the timing slip, but I think this is an unprecedented thing in recent years that Apple had a thing that they're talking about which isn't yet available where they did it on stage because you've got like 9.3 ios 9.3 and stuff like that but it's the idea of like hey here's this product it's going to do this great thing later well i think i think the reason it's so strange is that it is on their flagship device yep and i would argue the biggest new thing in their flagship device this year it's the reason for two cameras right um, and it is definitely strange. And I know going back to the Apple Pay thing for a second, they're still rolling banks out yeah. to Apple Pay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how's it been a year, a year and a half later? Yeah. So uh, that that's a two years. Yeah, I think that's a um, Apple Pay is a good point to bring up, but it, I think it's, it's think a differences it. in nuance. <laughs> yeah. no, I think it is a it is a good call for like, yeah, this is a thing that wasn't immediately available. But the difference that we're looking at is like. This is the thing that Apple is pre-announcing because they haven't finished right. it. Right, it's it's a feature versus a service, and kind yeah. of a different a different field. But yeah, it's it's just really weird that I mean, I was trying to think about an analog, even like historically, and I can't really come up with one. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to say what's wrong with Apple or anything like that. When I say it, it just struck me as being not something that I think I've seen Apple do. Where I, I thought it was really interesting. There's probably more to the story. Like I said, I think they didn't want to do it this way. Several people wrote in, I think quite rightly, saying um, the alternative is don't say that this feature exists. But if if somebody buy, decides not to buy the iPhone Seven Plus and just go goes for the Seven because they're not impressed with the Two X Zoom, yeah. and then two months from now you announce that you've got this other amazing feature and they say, God, I would have gotten the bigger phone if I had only known. This is That's a, a problem. So you need to say, yep. this is our intention. We are going to ship this. Whatever they're calling it, portrait mode, I think, this is yeah. a landmark feature of that device. Right. Like, 
you have to talk about this. Like, there, there's no way they could have just said, like, hey, 10-1, it's just, do, it's not like a small enhancement. It's like adding new emoji. Right. This is like a big checklist feature that Apple wants to push. Like, this is a big thing for them. And I just didn't want to let, so I'm not saying, oh, this is the show's doom for Apple or anything like that. That's not the case. But I, I also felt like, T- just taking it at face value and saying, oh, it's extra credit, it's not that important, it'll be there later, and won't it be cool, but yep. it's just a bonus feature. And I heard right. some people say that. I'm sorry, that that, that I don't true. buy. That yeah. is spin. This is a feature that is key to this product, and it wasn't ready. And I think that I think that's what really kind of made me want to talk about it a little bit more than you might you might expect is 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 that, because this is important, and I am a little surprised that they didn't have it ready. But I will say again, if somebody was brave enough, <laughs> let's use uh, courage. Uh, mm, <laughs> too, too soon, dude. Too soon. Um, to say, I know this is a banner feature, but in the shape it's in right now, we should not ship it. We should say that it's coming and ship it later. If that's what happened here, you you actually have to kind of give them some credit I because do. because yeah. they could have shipped it and had it been terrible, right? And they and and just like fix it later, well, and that, just that's not what happened. The traditional Apple thing of holding the feature. For later, right? Yeah. That's like the traditional thing is don't talk about anything you're doing. Just surprise everyone. Yeah, yeah I, you know? I think the reason they had to talk about it is they want to move people to the plus. It's a more expensive device. They make more money from it. And um, they're able to do more with it. They're able to do more with it. So yep. I, I think I think it, it's part of the pitch. It's the it, biggest change in the whole product line, right? too, right? So that's really the balance, is. right? And and I agree with you, Jason, that if, if, it, if it is true that it wasn't as good and someone had to say, hey, look, this needs a little more time, then that's the sort of decision-making at Apple that I want to see. I want to see, hey, even though this is awkward and even though this is going to be uncomfortable from us from a press perspective, it's the right thing to do for the product. I can get behind that sort of decision-making at the company. Mm-hmm. So uh, since the last episode, between then and now, the iPhones have gone on sale. So I want to talk about what we bought. So I, my, I was going into this to get a matte black was what I was going to get. The black. The matte black. Black. Uh, Matte black. Black. Matte black and jet black. That's how I think of them. I know it's called black. I like matte black. Matt had nothing to do with it. He did everything. So I was going to get black uh, 128 plus. I opened the Apple Store app. In in the UK, absolutely no uh, black of any kind, black or jet black, available on launch day for delivery or pickup at any size tier. They had none of them. So I decided I then went back to my second pick, my original choice before they even showed the black, which was 128 gold plus, which is what I've got for pickup. The reason I did this is the I don't care too much about the color because I'm putting it in a case. Um, and for me personally, having the phone on day one is more important than the color when I won't even pay attention to that in a couple of weeks time you know the, the the reason i wanted the black one is because the back of it was so nice but i'm never going to see that and i really like the accents that the gold and the rose gold have like with the uh, on the, the touch id so i'm happy with the gold that's what i went with because i want to be able to get it on day one because i like to have this stuff so i can talk about it mm-hmm. um, i'm waiting until like october or november that doesn't work for me like i, I want to be able to have the device so i'm able to come on this show and talk intelligently about it. So that's why I always go for day one. So that's what I did. And I'm happy with my decision because I was going to get the gold anyway. I have my gold iPad Pro and I love it. I love the gold. Uh, so that's what I went for. Jason, did you buy anything? 
No, I am in the unique privileged position of being a reviewer. Yep. And so that gives me the opportunity to review the phones and try them out and then make a decision. So I just decided to defer and I'll figure out which one I'm going to buy later on. My guess is it will be something in black and it will be a seven. Yep. With, but... the, with the hope that you'll get a unit at some point. Yeah, that, that I'll get a review in from yep. Apple and be able to use that and write about it for the launch. Mm-hmm. And then I'll have those and from those lessons decide if do I want to buy one and so, which one do I want to buy. I mean, you were on the fence about plus. You're not going to go plus? I mean, it was something you were considering at least. Yeah, I I, I think I mentioned this um, last time, but that, that was a long show and it was very busy and yeah. you were you were very sleepy. I wasn't sleepy. It just been a long day. It had been a long I'll day. Say that. Um, the, what has been described about the plus where it's just you've got the 2X mm-hmm. camera mm-hmm. along with the 1X camera and this bokeh feature. And a bit more battery life. And a bit more battery life. And it's and it's enormous, <laughs> um. but that's a good thing. The, but like you know, the, the, the size is a good thing if it's what you're looking for. You have a really big iPad. Did you know about that? I did know that. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't put it in my pocket. And a big. Uh, iPad. I don't run with it. You put it in a bag. Yeah, but, but it's the same idea, right? It's like you're having the size for the utility of it. That's what a lot of people like about right. it. Right, and I, and my un, unusually my iPhone is not really my primary device because mm-hmm. I spend much more time on my iPad yep. because I. Um, you know, an independent worker, or as you like to call it sometimes, maybe a shut-in. A free agent. A shut-in, I was going to say. <laughs> I never leave the house. Uh, I rarely leave the house. And so I'm leaning uh, away from the Plus for okay. the same reason, which is it's very large. And that means, like, when I go running, it's a much larger phone wiggling in my pocket and all of those yeah, yeah. all of those reasons for it. So, And, it's, and the, the, the camera on the 7 is catching up. Optimism, and the, cam- the, the 7 camera is getting better, too, even though it's not going to have that. Now, I would love that. I would love that 2X camera but there's not I mean, enough of those features i if i had been blown away with we're doing math to do amazing quality of that but it really is just sort of like look we have two cameras so you can go 1x and 2x and what i said last week was i got kind of caught up in the fantasy of yeah. what a two camera se- setup could do yeah. and the reality is it's camera one camera two 1x 2x and that's cool and i like that feature but i'm not sure that is enough for me to switch to a larger phone this right. year so, but we'll see. I mean, I'm, my hope is that I will get both models from Apple to to try, and that allows me to spend some time with both sizes and uh, see if my opinions changed at all about the big size. Stephen, uh, staying in the Plus Club, yeah. as one does. So was, that was really yeah, a no yeah. a no brainer for me. I like the size. I like I wanted the camera. Um, doing the 128 gig, I, I was going to go up this year. You know, from the the 6s Plus. So I was happy to see that they doubled that yeah, the storage yeah, yeah. tier. Me too. Um, so 128 gig, and I did the regular black. I was tempted by the jet black, and they were still. I think they had, were slipping by the time I got in to, to order. You know, they're now the dates are a little. So far you got out. yours for day one. Uh, but I have a, a regular black for day one. For day one. You see, I think that. Well, I think it's pretty obvious, and I think Apple even kind of hinted towards this, that the black models are supply constrained because they're new. The mm-hmm. new new manufacturing processes, I think that maybe they just didn't have, they just didn't send, and it's not sending them so, to the UK. And this yeah. isn't the first time. So right? there's they, another they, there's another angle to that. So last week the news broke that Apple is not going to be sharing weekend launch weekend sales numbers. And reading the tea leaves, I don't think it's hard to say that their number they can sell is going to be limited by the number they 
have yielded so yeah, far. Yeah, because one of the lines in that release was, we're going to sell out anyway. Right. And if, so if that number they've been able to produce is lower than yeah. whatever they sold think, last yeah. time, that, yeah, so that number looks bad. Like, they would sell out no matter what it was, but they actually can't make enough. So it's going right. to look like they've had a dip in sales, which right now, Apple does not need that. Right. Right? And so my guess is that maybe that is the jet black for some reason. They're, you know, they're harder to make. Yeah, or maybe the regular black as well. Because um, they said that they're both... Like They're immediately, both They're both new. late October, right yeah. in the UK. So, and this is this is normal that uh, they they fill the US first, sure, as they would, um, and then the rest of the world will wait. But so. yeah, but yeah, but I, I got a little scared off from the jet black about the talk about micro abrasions and whatnot. I do, sure. I do carry my phone without a case. Um, so I I want to see how the jet black phones hold up, and if that color sticks around, and I end up liking it. And they seem to wear okay. Then I may do it next time. But for now, yep. the regular black will. I mean, I want to. I want to play around with one. Like, there's been a lot of people like writing their impressions and saying it's like kind of tacky feeling. That's what Grouper said. Yeah, I've, there's a couple of people have yeah. said that. I know that you kind of felt like it was just. I didn't. I didn't get. I like. I yeah. I picked it up and put it down. Maybe so their hands are sweatier than it. yours. Maybe, Maybe that's what it is. But <laughs> I, I want to. You know, I want to see. I just want to see because it's new as well. I actually want to see what it looks mm-hmm. like. So. I, I'm hoping they would at least have display models in a store on Friday. But yeah, I'm going in to pick it up at like 8.30 in the morning on Friday. Um, and then I'll have it all day to play around with them. We'll be able to talk about them on the show next week, which I'm really excited about. That's great. Because I'm actually... We'll get into this a little later on, but uh, I'm really excited for this phone. I think I think there's a mm. lot of interesting stuff there. Unfortunately, and again, we're going to talk about it again today, some of the things that have been taken away from it are uh, overshadowing the news of what it's got. That's true. That's a fair point. But the headlines and the things that are interesting to think about is what's been taken away. And this is what um, everything's happening, right? This 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 is the high season in many ways yep. for talking about what Apple's doing. And so this week we're going to get new iPhones. We're mm-hmm. going to get new version of iOS mm-hmm. released to to everybody. And then coming down the pipe, we've also got the new uh, you know Mac OS Sierra release. So there's new a lot watches. going on. New the new watches are going to come. Hopefully, new Macs. The AirPods <laughs> will appear at some yep. point, October. right? I mean, all of that, all of that is happening in the next few weeks, and yeah. that's exciting. All right, let's take a break. This week's episode is brought to you by Mac Weldon. Now, I want to tell you, if you're not wearing Mac Weldon, then whatever you are wearing is not good enough right now. Mac Weldon believes. In smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. It's so easy to go to their website and just take a look at all the beautiful products that they have, and you can buy them. I, I heard Stephen talk about this on Connected. I love this too. When you add things to your cart, there's this little bar that goes across the top, which adds all the savings. So when I was buying some stuff, I got saving more money, and I was buying more things to save more money. But I'm happy with everything that I got. I traveled here. Uh, with my Mac Weldon sweatpants, and I love those things so much. They are now my traveling pants. Uh, wow. See how I call them pants as well? It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, I also am using my traveling pants for Mac Weldon, but I mean... My pants. My underpants. <laughs> uh, and Stephen's wearing a nice Mac Weldon undershirt right now. You, you, can't, you say, can't see my underpants, but you can see Stephen's shirt. So they, you know, like many of our sponsors do, Mac Weldon kitted us out with some stuff, uh, but I am going to be buying more of their stuff because it is really good like the stuff looks good the socks are great they're long socks which is really interesting and they have great colors jason is pulling up his trousers to show me his socks i assume they're mac weldon socks they are that i really really like their stuff they make comfortable underwear socks shirts undershirts hoodies sweatpants i want to try one of their hoodies as well because the sweatpants are like a really interesting material 
um, and they're super comfortable. They have great pockets. They have pockets with zips, and considering I'm traveling, I want pockets with zips for like my passport and stuff. Like they're absolutely fantastic. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. Yeah. It means which, they aren't going to get all smelly. Yep, which is brilliant. Some cool science stuff. Mac want to want you to be comfortable. If you don't like your first pair of whatever you buy, keep it and they'll refund you. No questions asked. They do not want your underpants sent back to them. No, they don't. You keep them. Give them give to a, a friend. Refund. Do whatever wear you want. Wear them. Don't wear them. They don't want them back. But you should because it's great. And uh, they look good. They perform good. You're going to feel good. Listeners of this show can get 20% off at Mac Weldon. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Just use the code UPGRADE to get 20% off at MacWeldon.com. Thank you so much to Mac Weldon for their support of this show and Relay FM. So I'm trying so hard. Not to say Mac Welding. Mac Weld on or Mac Welding. <laughs> you know, when you weld a Mac together, it's you, Mac Welding. You don't want to do that. No. You've probably tried it. The aluminum gets sort of burny. Melty. Hmm iPhone upgrade program. So we spoke about this last week. It came to the UK, um, and I was considering it, but um, I took a look at it, um, and I, I wasn't... I don't know why, but I wasn't that keen. I took a look at how much it would cost. It was like £45 a month to get the iPhone unlocked that I wanted. And for some reason, I was turned off by that. Now, over the course of the product's life... I wouldn't pay that much more because, I mean, it was very expensive. I think my phone was over £800. It was incredibly expensive. But the way that I've been dealing with that in the past is by saving up through the year. So I'm going to – I personally am going to keep doing it that way because now I can sell my current phone and make a little bit of money back. That's the the math here is the iPhone upgrade program, you are paying essentially the cost of the phone – Divided out over 24 months, mm-hmm. but after 12 months, bit. you hand it back in, the The remaining 12 months is basically bought out, and you get a new phone and begin a new 24-month payoff. So if you want to buy the phone yourself, like you did, and you can sell it back, or sell it to someone else, or give it to a friend who, you know, however you want to do that, and buy a new one then, if, the, if what you're getting back after a year, let's say, is half the value of that phone... You are you're in you're in you yeah. you're, you've got exactly how how much you had and if you can sell it for more than that which it probably is worth you actually will be ahead but you have to have that money up front exactly so it's like I, I think that it is a good program for people that haven't saved the money because you it's, it's just doing it the yeah. other way around um, but because and, and I had been or don't saving. want their phone back like yeah. every year they 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 have no interest in selling it or giving it to a friend or mm-hmm. handing it down to a family member you just don't they, want to they do they just with want that. to hand it in at the end of the year and get the new iPhone and walk away but. From what I can see, it looks like so this is the first year where people have tried to renew their phones. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it went very well. No, there's there's been... I've, it sounds like Apple was taken by surprise because it looks... what I've the, the reports I've been seeing the last few days are that Apple realizes this is a problem and they started to change. Like some of the notes used to say, you know, sorry, we can't help you now. Call us on September 16th or September 18th. Like, call us after the phone's been out a couple of days and we'll try to work with you. And that's changed to call our 800 number and tell them that you're with the upgrade program and we will, you know, we'll try to help you out. Because the complaints are you have to go to the store to pick it up, which is for some people is problematic because those stores can be far away. Um, Oh, and you work. 
and well, all of those things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're open other hours, but yeah, you've got your life, and so you've got to get you've got to make a physical appearance at the store. It sort of makes sense because you do need to turn in your old phone. It is the best thing for Apple to do rather than having to deal with people mailing their phones in. Right? Like I understand why they want you to go to a store, but it's not always easy. Right. Um, they do need to be in good condition. I mean, essentially what you're doing is leasing your phone here because if you bring a phone back, just like if you lease a car and then you bring it back and it's got a huge dent in it, mm-hmm. they're going to charge you something for that. If your phone is not in great condition when you bring it back, you actually will be assessed a, an Apple Care fee. And uh, so that'll be money out of your pocket. But that's all probably was all specified in the documents that people signed yeah, up front but, but it's still not everybody reads everything on stage they just said you get a new phone yeah, every yeah, year yeah. <laughs> it's raining from the sky yeah, yeah. exactly um, but still it does feel strange that when a bunch of people who are the most loyal, excited iPhone buyers out yep. there who say, yes, give me a new iPhone every year. I just want the latest iPhone. That when they went to finally do Get their the first iPhone. little swap, what they got was, um, well, you're not going to be able to get one for a while because we don't we don't have them. We don't have them in stock. So even if you come in here, you're not going to be able to do that. And on one level, I kind of understand that in terms of Apple wanting to have stock for the people who are coming in to buy them. On another level, those are the most loyal this iPhone buyers. This is the new customer, existing customer problem. Right. You know, like you have financial institutions, you get a better deal if you're new. And and this is like where you start to upset people because it's really difficult to understand what's best. But really, they should be taking care of these people, the existing customers. I think because these is, if you're looking at your customer sat, this is Thank where, you, you know. Ding. This, Take a drink. You want these people to be happy. and But this is another reason why I didn't go with it, because I started thinking to myself, it seems really uncertain as to how you get the phone. It's completely out of your hands. Like yeah. I do pickup now because I can't stand waiting for delivery. Like I want the idea of me clicking this phone to be in my hands as much as possible. Instead of waiting for the, the yeah. person to come to your exactly. house at 7 p.m. with I'm box. just going to go, and I'm going to get it, and I know it's mine. And that's the problem with the iPhone upgrade program is you may or may not get it. Who knows when you're going to get it? I kind of expected it to work that when they announced it, the people would get their their email that day that said, said, new iPhone is here. You're you got one last year. You're eligible on this date Um, here here. You know, make your choice. And we will, you know, and we'll get you. And I know they're supply constrained, but you would think that if they're eligible on a particular date for their new iPhone, that Apple would walk them through that process immediately and say, we will get it to you or or come to this store yep. or something like that. And I know, I know some, it's a com- yeah. complex yeah, situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it does feel like maybe these people weren't taken care of as well as they should be. Like maybe I walked through a land of like lollipops and rainbows, but like in my head, because I'd never looked into this. <laughs> Is that this, what England's like? It's what it's like. Because I never really looked into this in my mind it was always just they just send you a new one right the iphones are announced and they're like hey yeah. your new iphone's on the way like you don't do anything we'll, we'll they just send, send you, the, you it we'll send you a new one swap the sim card out and put the old one in the box and send it back to us that was how i thought it went like that you didn't even really need to do anything and you were definitely getting one you subscribed to the iphone right so new i'm iPhone pretty comes, you sure get that a lot of people thought mm-hmm. that this was the way it was going to go I, I wonder what they could do to change this. I think there'll be people who leave the program, right? Again, the most enthusiastic owners are now kind of left and left in the cold a little bit. Yep. Um, I do like the idea that these people, there's some sort of roped off inventory for the upgrade program. And 
maybe on that that day of the announcement you say this is my preference and then it gets pulled out of the main channel that mm-hmm. you know the rest of us buy from but if the yields are really low then you know maybe it was just a decision that had to be made but i i would think either way that the the way this works next year will be different i think they're going to hopefully learn their lesson and cuz there are a lot of you know vocal uh, vocal people about this that just aren't happy and these are the customers you really want to keep happy and i understand why you would be unhappy as well yeah because you've paid them a lot of money and you've expected it right for the whole year you've yeah. been told i can walk in and get a new iphone and just trade this one in and maybe that's not the case yeah you know i kind of don't understand why they can't i mean with the, with the exception of the black models you know like the the, the silver and the two golds if you have one of those they could have just put that aside for you like you know they they knew how many they needed to make like i understand there's a problem with the with the black models because they're new and blah 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 but you know it kind of just feels a little upsetting for these people cuz yeah. you know we're all excited about this stuff right like we all want to get it it's all like christmas morning you know like this is what we wait for every year is the new iphone that we get really excited about and it's a shame that there's these people that have had this expectation they've been given a check to apple every month and now they have to kind of wait. And, like, the thing that's even worse for them, let's say you're waiting for, like, a month or two, you're still paying the old one, right? Like, and you don't have a new one. And it's a shame. And and I get, like, again, like, it's, like, with, with what we were just talking about a moment ago, this is a new thing. They're trying to understand it, and they're trying to work forward from it. And I hope that we're going to see some change in the program going forward. But we'll see. So I mentioned talking about things which have gone away. I wanted to talk about the headphone jack a little bit more because, at least for me, I have had some time now to assess my usage based on the facts that I have. Uh-huh. Because previously, we didn't really know what they were going to do, right? Are they going to go all Bluetooth? Are they going to be lightning? Is there going to be an adapter? We didn't know any of this, right? Sure. But now, I know the realities. So, I just took a trip and... My trip days are very long because of all the travel that I need to do. Like I, uh, I'm awake and traveling when I come to the U.S. five hours before I get on my plane. Those five hours include lots of phone time, listening to podcasts while I'm traveling, checking documents, reading Twitter. Like I'm traveling with it, right? So I arrived at the airport, got on the plane, sat down on the plane. We took off and I had 17% battery life on my phone. In power saving mode. So like, okay. Um, and I was listening to ATP. ATP was three and a half hours long. Yep. So I wasn't going to get through that. I only have podcasts downloaded on my phone. Right? This is just how it was. This is how I've been. And I was listening with my headphones, my, my flight headphones. I have some like Bose headphones that I use. And I grabbed a lightning cable, plugged it into the power in the seat, plugged it into my phone. Continued on my trip. The next trip that I do with the exact same hardware that I have now with no changes, I can't do this. My phone would have died listening to that show or I had to stop listening and wait for my phone to charge. Right? This is just a thing. Just take an iPod with you. <laughs> Please don't. But, but that's the idea, right? There are, there are, and this is the thing, the way around this is there's going to need to be changes that I make but it was just interesting to me to finally really come across something that was an issue for me because I travel a lot and I whenever I travel it's you know 
20 hours of travel by the time I've reached my destination. My iPhone's not lasting that. Uh, and, and it was just an interesting thing for me to think like, okay, so now I have established an area which needs to change. So there are a bunch of different things that I can do. I can go to Bluetooth now, mm-hmm. right? Get new headphones. I can get new headphones. I can use adapters. There's this new crazy Belkin thing, which has two lightning adapters, right? The lightning splitter, so I could charge and listen. There are a lot of different things I can do. But for me, it was more, ah, there is change needed. And that's the thing that's interesting about this. And I think it's the reason that people are upset is because this has been the way that we've done it for 10 years. And now we need to think differently. Ding. So to speak. So to speak. About how... We do these things. So there's a couple of things I'm going to put in the show notes. One is to that Belkin thing. And again, this is the other part. No matter what I do here, it's more money. It's costing me more money. This Belkin right. adapter is 40 bucks. Yeah, the Belkin adapter is two lightnings. I'm hoping that somebody will make one that is a lightning and a, and a mini jack where it's like you charge, it passes through the charge, and it's taking analog audio out. But that, that one I don't think we've seen. I haven't no. seen anything, no. Because I, I saw it's this, what, this. It's what the uh, Apple Doc does, right? <laughs> I saw iPhone this. Doc does that. Just yeah. carry it around in a dock uh, all day. Get your air tray in the airplane, open it up. iPhone Doc. iPhone. <laughs> be very formal. Be nice. Yeah. No, it's. it's I wrote about this on Twitter um, a couple weekends ago. I was in. Or no, last weekend. I was. Um, we, we took a family trip up into the mountains and. I was, we were GPS navigating, and so that uses a lot of battery, so I had my phone plugged in, and we were also listening to audio, and um, my, it's my, the car my wife usually drives, so her phone's in the car, she's the one who's paired mm-hmm. to Bluetooth, I'm not paired to the Bluetooth, and, and, but there's an aux plug, and so I was using the aux out, the, the analog headphone jack, and charging simultaneously, and I thought, well, I'm not going to be able to do this on the next iPhone. I'm going to have to make some changes there, which is not an argument. Change happens. Yeah, it's not an argument that oh, this means Apple shouldn't have done this. No, necessarily, I'm this right? But but it is thinking about how does this change affect me, and mm-hmm. what's my strategy going to be to deal with this change that has come upon me? Like, what am I going to do differently? What am I going to have to buy? New headphones, new yep. adapters. What's it, what? What are the changes going to be? Like I'm used to this now. Controlled leaks work, right? Like I've come to accept this. I went as through a thing. The, all that. You saw me write the story about yeah. the stages of grief when yep. we were in Tennessee. Yeah. It's I'm I'm at acceptance. We've all reached acceptance. There's still some angry people out there, sure. but I've reached acceptance. <laughs> and and the thing, like I don't even think that like I'm not I'm not really upset about this anymore. It's like. It's like a it's like a fact of nature. Yeah, do it's what like, you got to do. This is what happened. Yeah. We can argue about whether they should have done it or not, but I feel like we spent the last 8 months arguing about this. And now we're at just the point where it's one of the facts on the ground is there's no headphone jack in the new iPhone. So what what yep. you going to do? So one of the things that uh, I saw this go by on Twitter, it really made me laugh and I'm going to put uh, uh, in the show notes. It was it's kind of a a jokey image tweet, uh, but it's it makes a lot of sense, right? Uh, is a, a lady called Alana Levinson. She, she she tweeted an image of how you would listen in my scenario with my existing headphones and charge. You would need to plug the Belkin charger in. You would then plug a power cable into one of the lightning cables of the Belkin charger. You would then plug in the 3.5 to lightning adapter mm-hmm. and then your headphones into the 3.5 yeah. lightning adapter. That's why I said there needs to be another... 
adapted. Yeah, there has to be something else. But this was just really funny to me because given the tools we have now, as of right today, this is what you would do. Yeah. And there probably will be more tools. Because like originally when I when I hit this problem um, on the flight here, Belkin hadn't even announced this thing right. yet. So there was no option. So basically the reason that I'm thinking about this and we're talking about this is this Apple is ahead of the curve. The rest of the world, the rest of technology is not at this point yet. So we're in a transition period. And transition periods are typically a little bit ugly. And it will mean adapters and dongles and or new technology. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, there are solutions. I don't but see things I don't have any wireless headphones like that I want to use. I have this one little pair of Bluetooth ones that don't last very long and they're fine, but they're not the ones I want to use every single day. So I have to think about this. We all have to think about it. What do you want to do? Like usually I use earpods. I use earpods the majority of my of time. I have them in my pocket all day when I'm out. They're the ones that I listen to when I'm out and about. Mm. They're great. And I'm gonna be able to continue doing that because Apple are gonna ship a pair of earpods that I can use. Great. But then there are little things like when I need to charge it, what do you do? And and it's just about thinking about that now, that this is where we are, and we need to kind of accept that. I would I would argue a little bit with the ahead of the curve idea. I've seen this a couple of places, and I don't know if removing the headphone jack was so inevitable so soon. No, it's it's the curve. The curve that Apple has set for right, themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. They right? yeah they are defining that. Yeah. And we're seeing other it's con- Apple's curve. Right. Okay. We're just all on it, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, but you know, I agree with you. It is it is something else to to think about and have to and have to process. But I think at the end of the day, and I'm not in favor of the decision, but I understand that it's the reality. I can't argue with it. I'm still going to buy a phone, right? Some people are saying they're not going to buy a phone. That's fine. It's your decision. But you're stuck now because yeah. they're not going to put it back, right? Yeah, they're not putting it back. But the um, the reality is, I think we'll end up with you know most. It seems like every twelve months or so, I have to buy another pair of earpods because they go through the dryer or I lose them. And so I figure, you know, I'll pick up another pair of Lightning and keep them in my gym bag, and keep the adapter in my you know travel bag, and it'll mostly be okay. But but here's the thing though about that: the headphones that we're buying now are on average more expensive. Because they're going to be stuff like well, Bluetooth, right? Well, like in, well, we for don't most know. cases. I mean, I'm just talking about the the lightning. No, earpods. I know, I know. But, but what, no, I agree with you because I mean, and I got into it the other day on Twitter with some people saying, like, the idea that Bluetooth is or isn't an open standard, and and what Apple's doing is a superset kind of on top of Bluetooth. Yep. But the, to your point, they are more expensive, yeah. and the cheap ones are way worse than cheap headphones are. Wired headphones are. You can pick up a pair of wired headphones for five dollars. And they'd be absolutely fine. You can't get a pair of five dollar Bluetooth headphones. Exactly. Like if you, if I'm going on a trip and I've forgotten my headphones and I go to the airport store and I want to buy Bluetooth headphones, I'm like seventy, eighty dollars if I'm lucky. And you're stuck with Beats. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, (laughs) maybe it was like you know we were talking about the affordable thing, right? Like affordable, one hundred and fifty dollars. Affordable is what Apple called the, those new Beats on stage, the the affordable ones. And it's like affordable for Beats, yes, but that's what you're paying for decent Bluetooth headphones. Right, there are twenty five dollar Bluetooth headphones. They're not very good, but they do they do exist. You also have to wonder if it, eventually this will the, the there will be Lightning headphones in all of those kiosks at the 
airport because they're, they're eventually because you there will think? be enough iPhone people who don't have a pair of headphones that they'll desperately need them. See, I don't but in know the short, about this yet. I think in the long run there will be just because there will be some demand for it. But in the Agreed. short term, in the short term, you're going to go there and you realize you forgot your headphones and you're going to go to the kiosk and there will literally be no wired headphones you can buy because you don't have your adapter with you and they don't, they don't sell lightning headphones. Oh. And then now you're looking at, do I pay $150 for a set of headphones here or do I just sit on Suck my it. plane trip across yeah. the ocean without listening to podcasts or music? The thing is about the cheap headphones. I mean, I don't know enough about how the MFI program works, but... You know, what if there can't be really cheap headphones anymore because the MFI program is too well, expensive? Any lightning headphones have to, since there's no analog out, um, it's all digital. Lightning headphones have to have a DAC built into them, which means even if it's a cheap one, digital analog converter, you know, you the, it's like so much of the stuff with, with lightning and with uh, Thunderbolt too, where these are intelligent connectors and there's hardware that you have mm-hmm. to build into them. So they can't be really cheap and and crappy and if they are cheap and crappy they're going to be extra cheap and crappy because they uh they are now they're now if they're in there with a really bad uh, dac then they're going to sound bad because it used to be you plug in cheap headphones but at least the high quality audio converter in the iphone is is driving them but that won't be the case now so this is the thing right i'm i'm past judgment stage I don't think this is a good idea or a bad idea like this is just what they're doing um, I'm reserving judgment for actually living in this world yeah yeah what does it mean and and what are the ramifications of it, right you, you turn around you, you live your life as you've been doing and traveling you live your life and then you realize oh here's something that's going to change yep. in the near future but it and might be okay it might, in the end it will be okay eventually well, yeah but I don't know what it's going to look like yet. Yeah. I mean, the, we should talk about what Apple considers the solution a little bit more, which is AirPods. Right. But before we do that, let me take a moment to thank Hover for sponsoring this week's episode. When you have a great idea for your next project, maybe you want to start the one-stop shop for Bluetooth headphones and you want to create your Bluetooth headphone website, you're going to need a great domain name. And finding that perfect domain name is ridiculously easy with Hover, for example, their who is what about having no upsells and who is privacy? When all you want to do is buy a domain name or an email address, you don't want to have to opt out of page after page of add-ons and things that you don't want. You just want the thing that you're going there for, that lovely domain name or that email address that you're looking for so you're able to just focus on getting to the next stage, which is working on that great idea. And I mentioned who is privacy a second ago. This is something that a lot of places will try and upsell you on, right? They're trying to make you pay them to hide your personal information. Most people don't know this. And when you register a domain name, your email address, phone number, home address is available online unless you have who is is privacy in place. So you might go to another registrar and they're going to make you pay for that. And you're going to have to pay for it because who wants their home address out on the internet? Well, unlike any of these other providers, Hover includes free who is privacy of all supported domains and they check it automatically because they want to keep your information confidential. This is one of the things I love about Hover. I don't even need to think about it. Find the perfect domain for your idea. Go to hover.com and use the promo code NEWIPHONE at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Thank you so much to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. 
Now, Jason, I know that you wrote uh, a little piece on Six Colors talking about your experience with AirPods um, in a little bit more detail. Yeah, I realized that what I wanted to do was talk a little bit more about the the hands-on experience because that's one of those things where if you were in the room, you got to use them. And I thought that as much as I have complained about things like the headphone jack and if it was really necessary to remove it, and I'm not a big fan, unlike you, who carries them around with you, and you apparently carry them around. I don't really like earpods. They work fine for me. They Well, this thing, they work fine for most people. Yeah. They by far... Do you remember all the ears they tested? <laughs> I, I have nightmares about all that. The, uh, the This is what people do with their iPhone, right? Is they, they get headphones in the box and they use them. And mm-hmm. that's basically, like I, I would guess it's something like 95% of iPhone users just use the headphones in the box. Sure. It's not our listeners. Our listeners is probably a much smaller percentage than that. But we're the we're the nerds in the in, in the group here. They're, most people just use what's in the in the box. I don't love them, though. But what I did love, what I did really, I was impressed, I mentioned it to you last week, is some of the details of how the AirPods work. Mm -hmm. And that Apple did a very good job building in the technology and being very careful with it. And so I wanted to describe what they had to offer because not a lot of people have had a chance to use them yet. And I can't talk about how they sound because... It was a really loud room, and there's just no way for me to really tell. But at least I got to experience some of the thoughtfulness that Apple put into this product. Now, the product's not for everyone. In fact, it's going to be for a tiny fraction of Apple iPhone buyers themselves, because like we said, most people are just going to use the Lightning, the Lightning EarPods. But I do think there's going to be a, a, a nice number of people who are going to get these, and I think be happy with them based on the fact that people seem to like the EarPod design to begin with. And that they have been very thoughtful with uh, with how they've applied a lot of different technology and connected it to their software. So uh, that's that's what my story was about. So looking at these, I just have some kind of observations from the photos and what I've taken a look at. Like one thing is that the case is really small looking. The case that you keep the things—it's like in. floss. It's like a little case for floss. But it's, it was really hard to see that until I saw a lot of the hands-on photos. Because, you know, in the images, it's as yeah. big as a house. They're just yeah. floating in a white room. You yeah. Can tell. yeah, it's just a giant box with giant earbuds in them. And, you know, like, and it's, it's clever, but, you know, it lasts for five hours, which is good. And then you can get another 24 hours of charge. And something I didn't know to I read your article is it takes just 15 minutes to get three hours of battery life. Which is... I was asking for that, right? Like a quick charge mechanism. And I mean, ideally, what I wanted to see was something I'd just plug straight into my phone, right? So, me phones, you just plug into the phone and it charges them. But this is a, a good thing, right? My battery dies and my case is already in my pocket. All I need to do is pocket it in there for 15 minutes and I've got another three hours of battery life. That's great. That's the type of thing that I'm looking for. But one of the things that I find really weird in a way is like the way that you control the earpods. Yeah. So, because they have no clicker, right? There's right. no, there's no cord to have a clicker on it. So there's no clicker. And I think that I'm sure they tried every possible mechanism of controlling these things, mm-hmm. but the fact that I can only like turn up volume and skip track, and if I don't want to take them out, my ears pause them by talking to Siri is no good. Yeah, it's that's their compromise, right? I I was wondering if they would have sort of tri- double tap to do this, triple tap to do this, sort of like gestures or spin, du- spin around in the circle to shuffle. Double tap on your right ear 
pull your left earlobe. I mean, you know, if you had like all of the Siri stuff in one and all of the playback controls in the other, it's not maybe the most elegant, but maybe you don't even really talk about it. Like say you can do it with Siri. You know what this reminds me of? Remember the little shuffle? I know, the buttonless iPod shuffle, yeah. That's, they've just, they just can't let that go, right? Like here we are, <laughs> we're back again. It's a terrible no iPod. Because the problem is, for so many people, you're commuting. Yeah. And so what are you going to do? Like, you want to turn your music up? Bleep. Hey, C- Oh, sorry, everybody. Please turn up the music. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. It'll be tap, tap, turn up the music. It's, I, I think Make that's... Make it louder. Yeah, everyone's just going to be standing there talking to themselves. Now, again, this is another one of those things, right? I'm so used to the way that I've been doing it. Yeah. I use my little clicker, mm-hmm. turn it up and down. But there are other options. Yeah. One thing I always, I always did, especially when I was commuting... I, for a long time, I had because uh, I had some really good headphones, but they didn't have the microphone and remote control on it. And what I would do is I got really good at reaching in. I'm doing it now, reaching in uh, on the outside of my my jeans. I can feel the iPhone in my pocket, and I can feel the volume buttons, and I just squeeze mm-hmm. in my pocket to make the mm-hmm. volume go up and down, and it totally worked. So you could do that. You could take your phone out um, if you've got an Apple Watch. Maybe you use the Apple Watch to change the volume. When I'm running, I do that. I will actually open the the well in, in WatchOS two. You could flip up the the little uh, control center, and now in WatchOS three, you have to have an app that you open. But which is a complaint I have about WatchOS three. Is that a now playing app, or is that just gone? Yeah, away? well, I think there's a music app, but the problem is if you're playing a podcast, you can't use the music app for the use... podcast. You could use the Overcast oh, app man. or something. So they've taken away what I thought was my solution, which was just using Control Center and the watch. Yeah, I yeah. filed. I filed a. I filed a radar <sighs> saying that music app needs to actually be a now playing app. Um, and they said it's a dupe. So apparently people have complained. You know and, what? You're a dupe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> dupe this. But anyway, you could do that, right? And, and p- play, pause, skip, mm-hmm. uh, change volume on your Apple Watch, or you could do it through Siri, or you could do it by taking your phone out of your pocket, or even just squeezing your phone yeah, in. I mean, I know that one way that you can pause these things, which is smart, is by taking one of the earphones out of your ear. Yeah. But that isn't what I always want to do. Right, you may actually want to pause because you're busy with something and you don't want to miss what yep. the podcast is talking about like, the last I'm on thing the you can do is and i want to see like listen yeah. to the announcement that the guy's got going over the tannoy i just want to pause it like i don't have to take it out of my ear and i think it's cool like that's cool technology i mean it makes a nice demo and it's a well i think it's an interesting gesture too the idea yeah. that if somebody's talking to you or there's something you need to hear it if you take one sense. out you can hear it better and it pauses the music and then you pop it back in and it yep. starts again i like that i think it's really smart right but there's 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 more that I want here. Right. But this is another exactly thing I'm going back to from earlier. This is I just have to find a new way. Like I'm ingrained in my ways of dealing with this stuff. Now there are new ways. Like I remember I was using some beats for a while and my cable broke. Um and the cable that I had had the playback controls on them, right? So I had to get a new cable and I got the cable sent and they sent me on without the playback controls. So for a few months I was using headphones with just the cable. And I got used to it. Sure. Because you just do. I mean, you, so, you find a way to make it work. Exactly. You squeeze the phone when it's in your pocket. To Take it out of my phone to pause it. Like, yeah. you know, that, that was just the things that I would do, how I would do with it. And so it's the same kind of idea. But I actually, I'm, I was, the more I've read and the more I thought about these AirPods, I want to get a pair to play with them because I think they could be really cool. And I love this one little thing that you mentioned, which is like that Apple magic. 
If you've got audio playing on an iPhone and then you pop in an AirPod into one ear, the iPhone automatically switches the audio input to that AirPod in mono. Yeah. Put an AirPod in the other ear and now you're hearing everything in stereo. Yeah. That's awesome. And when you take them both out, it uh, starts, basically the the audio uh, output goes back to the phone. So you don't have to do what most Bluetooth headphones, you have to turn them off. You just take them out and it knows you're not listening to them anymore. Clarification on that. Yeah. So if I take them both out, does the music automatically start playing on my phone speaker? I don't think so. I think, it, I think it, you, you're back with a play button. But right. if you press play, it plays it out of the phone speakers. Yeah. So this is the thing. I want to try these because they have some things that aren't so great, like some things that I consider a step back, like poor access to playback controls. Yeah. But they have some things that are significant step forwards, which is like the understanding of the context of where and how I'm listening to something. Like very frequently... When I'm getting ready to leave the house, I will start playing a podcast on a speaker. And I will then plug my earphones in and keep listening as I leave. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't it be great if all I did was just put my earphones in and I have to, like, it, like it's, just, it's just a more like fluid type of thing, right? right? Where I'm not actually plugging anything in. All I'm doing is just putting them in my ears. Like, that is the kind of like devices working together that Apple does so well. So I'm interested to see what I got. Personally, AirPods 2, I think, will have a different mechanism for playback controls. Yeah, I, I think I wonder, they will do it. I actually wonder. And, and, and we had a listener, Dale, wrote in and asked if they're capable of a software update for adding features later. I don't know. I imagine they probably have some firmware that could get yeah. updated. Although I suspect that most of the support changes, like could Apple TV have that same sort of iCloud sync pairing thing that you have with Macs and I think it's quite possible that it might down the road. Um, But this is an example where I do wonder if maybe the AirPods could even be updated for things like this. Like we added a triple tap gesture because people really wanted a triple tap to mean whatever. Because it's an accelerometer in there or a couple accelerometers. They could add gestures they could, you know, the gestures are never going to be what we think of as, you know, it's not going to be swiping or anything, but they, they can tell when you're tapping on them and when you take them in and out of your ears. So there may be some ways for them to learn or they'll they'll spend a year or two with this hardware and then they'll they'll uh, see how their customers are using it, what the complaints are and make changes that way, too, which may which may happen because you're right. The problem is, where do you put that? I think I think the idea of having it be just doing a little tap is super smart. Um because you don't have a thing dangling down that you can click on. So you've got to find other ways to do it. But right now, the fact that there's only one gesture and it's the double tap, which will answer your phone if you get a phone call and it will kick off Siri if you don't. And that's the only one right it now. It feels like to me that this, the hardware is incapable of anything more. It may be. It may be. Because it's a weird choice to make, I think. I don't know. I, Siri. I think... I think what the problem is that you could triple tap doesn't necessarily mean like it's not necessarily a bad idea, no. but you're not going to do a quadruple tap. So what do you make the triple tap mean? Does that, is that a, is that forward? Is that back? So uh, this is like maybe taps don't work. Maybe they only have a couple of things like maybe volume up and down, like just, just find a way to deal with it. But like things like playing and skipping, like we used to click in with these yeah. things that there are things they could do. It just seems really strange to me to ask Siri to, to do this stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, the alternative is putting something like putting buttons on them. Yeah. And that's not great. That, but they're, they're too small for it. Yeah. It would be uncomfortable. So I just think, I want to try them. I'm going to get them. 
uh, we had their come in in October, right? Like another issue with production. Yeah. They couldn't get these things made in time, I, I assume. Too or maybe, busy making iPhones. Maybe some FCC filings they didn't want to file until, you know, so it didn't get leaked. I don't know. But they're coming later. I'm looking forward to, to trying them out. Um, not cheap. Talk about looking forward. This week, this coming week, iOS 10 is going to be released. And I wanted to just touch on very quickly a few things that we're excited about. Now, I... Primarily, I'm excited to have iOS 10 on my phone. I have not put iOS 10 any of the betas on my iPhone. Mm. I have iOS 10 running on my iPads, but not on my phone. A couple of reasons for this. A bunch of travel. just wanted to make sure I was going to have the most stable phone that I could have during the travel that I've been doing this summer. And also, uh, I kind of wanted to experience it when it was done with all of the apps. Because like um, on my iPad, there are a bunch of apps that just do weird things. Like The widgets look weird, right? Because they're not formatted in the right way so i wanted to see what all that was going to look like on the iphone you know the primary device for this stuff so i've been waiting to see a little bit um but i'm looking forward to sticker packs being released um i've played with a couple and the ones that i played with are awesome uh people that i know that are on betas have been sending me stickers and they look fantastic like i can't wait to try out more of this stuff uh the interactive notifications and all the 3d touch stuff i've not tried any of that right because i'm on an ipad so i'm looking forward to seeing what these things are like and I've, I, again, like I've played with a couple of betas of iMessage apps, and there is some really, really interesting stuff. Yeah, the iMessage apps are something that I didn't think I'd be particularly interested in, but what it really, it really changes the way that I think about sharing stuff with messages. So before, messages was just a sort of a dumping ground for the share sheet. So I'm in an app, I'm in Tweetbot or Safari or Evercast, I want to send you something. I go to the share sheet, select messages, select your name, and send it. Where with the apps, it feels like I can be within messages and we can be having a conversation. And instead of going to an app and pushing content into messages, I can pull it in from these various sources Mm -hmm. into our conversation. And what that has led to is already in the beta, just with friends on the beta, sharing more stuff in messages than I would have. So the example I think I told somebody earlier in person was, uh, gifts. So, so I use an app called Gift Wrapped. It keeps like a Dropbox library of gifts on my phone. I used to have to go to that app, you know, find the gift of whatever I wanted to send to Mike and then share it out to you. Well, you know, if, if that app had a an iMessage app, I could pull it in yep. into our conversation. That makes sharing faster and it makes me more um, more likely to, to add things to our messages to enrich them. And so that was a surprise to me. I kind of rolled my eyes at a lot of the messages stuff. And Many people did. Um, and there's, there's still a lot of stuff in there that I don't care for. But the apps, I think, are going to be a really interesting place. You know, unlike iOS 9, you know, with the iPad, multitasking and apps works basically the same in all of them. But iOS 10, there's so many things that developers can implement in different ways so a developer could do stickers, or they could do a, a fuller iMessage app, or they could do new fancy things with notifications. And so I'm excited to see what developers do to improve their apps and, and the, the space that they work in through these different tools. And I think we're going to f- see a, a wide variety of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that'll be exciting. What about you, Jason? Well, I have been living with it for a while now, so it's, I, I have to keep on searching back through my mind of like, well, what's new? Like as somebody who uses the iPad to do writing, I'm very, I'm still just the only iPad feature really, but I love it is that I can turn off autocorrect for all my hardware keyboards, mm-hmm. so it stops 
trying to rewrite all of my words. Like I'm also excited for Watch OS three. Like I haven't tried that. Yeah, at, oh, at that, all oh, and either. it's and it's great. Yeah, I'm I'm you know? I'm very happy with that. I'm looking forward to having the apps that are built to the Watch OS three SDK because those are the ones that are going to be able to uh, stay in the foreground if they're fitness apps mm-hmm. and they're going to be much more useful than the existing ones. So I'm looking forward to that. the The revamp notification center has a lot of things going for it. Um, so that's nice. The uh, the messages stuff is really is really good. There's a, uh, there's a lot of nice stuff in iOS 10. It's just funny because I've been living with it over the summer. So now for me, it's the it's normal. That's what that's what the iPhone is. But everybody else gets yeah. to use it. I'm pretty happy with my decision to not upgrade my phone. Like because I've I've played around with some iOS 10 stuff, uh, but now I'll get to experience it. Yes, as it should be. Yeah, I think, I think that's it was the way to do it for me. It's it's been I'd say it's a pretty gentle update though, and I feel this way about Sierra too. Where so this is, I, I agree with that. But I think it's because it's calm before the storm. And a lot of the stuff that's been that is in there, we can't really play around with too much because the apps aren't out. It's true. Right. Something like the messages apps, it's going to be a big Siri difference. stuff like right, app, the Siri integration maps things like all the little things that Apple have added for developers. That's all going to start coming on Tuesday. Exactly. So. I like those kind of updates personally. When, yeah. they, when they've given tools to developers to go out and make new and exciting things. Like I love the line. It's a it's an off-used phrase, but I really like it. It's like imagine the things developers could do with this. Like we can't even imagine the types of things that we might see. And honestly, like I've been that way with some of the stuff that I've seen just with the iMessage apps that I've played with and see if I've played with. So I'm really excited for it. I just sent a bunch of uh, stuff to Steven. I, I sent him some stickers and I, and some, some animated GIFs and some stuff from apps. Some animated what, sorry? Uh, GIFs. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. It's the, these animations. They're like JPEGs, except it's pronounced GIFs. Oh, this is the JPEG version. It's yeah. like a GIF, but like a JPEG But one. it doesn't move. No. Which is why it's soft. It's not like, I don't know what a GIF is. Is that a kind of giraffe? Gear, gear send your I feedback think, yeah. to at Casey Liss on Twitter. Yeah, C A S E Y L I S S. That's Casey Liss. This episode is brought to you by the Ring Video Doorbell. With Ring, you are able to see and talk to anyone who approaches your door, no matter where you are in the world, using the app on your smartphone. Protect your home and loved ones today by going to ring.com slash upgrade and for a limited time, get up to $150 off their Ring of Security Kit. Look, there are home burglaries every 13 seconds. It's a horrible thing to think about, horrible thing to talk about, but it's something we should all be prepared for. Most burglaries happen in broad daylight because people will ring your doorbell, they'll see if you're in, and if they know you're not in... They might try and break in. But the Ring Video Doorbell has been proven to stop burglars before they happen. It's kind of common sense, really, because someone will ring your doorbell, and you'll be able to see them and talk to them through the doorbell. So it's like, you know, you have those little intercom systems and stuff. It's like having one of those, but no matter what type of building you live in, you can have one, and you can fit it up real easy. It's super simple to do. You can just fix it. They give you everything that you need in the box to put it up. Uh, and you'll be ready to go. You just install the application, you set it up, and it's done. They, I, I really like that there's a couple of different color options, so you can match kind of your door and then the, the decor of the outside of your home. And it looks just like a doorbell. It, it's not like this huge box with this massive camera. Like It just looks like a really good, nice little device. The Ring Video Doorbell is there to help protect you, but they also now have taken their Ring Advanced Motion Detection and put it 
in the ring a security kit. The kit includes the doorbell, but also the new ring stick-up cam, which is a wireless, weatherproof HD camera, so you can take all that motion detection camera technology and stick it up anywhere in your home, inside or outside, and then these two devices will work together. They take just minutes to install, and then they will provide 24-7 monitoring of your entire home, whether you're in the living room and you just can't be bothered to go to the door. Or if you're thousands of miles away on holiday, it doesn't matter. Join the hundreds of thousands of people who protect their home with Ring for a limited time off. Listeners of this show can save up to $150 on the Ring of Security kit. This is the lowest price anywhere, so go to ring.com slash upgrade right now. Thank you so much to Ring for their support of this show and Relay FM. It's time for some Ask Upgrade, gentlemen. That was some uh, Portland-style lasers right mm-hmm. there. Uh, Jason, what do you think the Galaxy Note fiasco might do for iPhone sales? People that don't know, uh, the Galaxy Note 7 has had uh, an unfortunate time right now with uh, setting fire. Yeah, some battery problems. Yeah. Apple had that with laptops of- you know, 15 years ago. PowerBook 5300. Yep. So this is the thing. This is, this is what I consider to be kind of a little bit uh, upsetting about It's sad. I feel, I feel really bad for Samsung because it could happen to anyone. Like, on Friday, the phones that we pick up, the batteries might go wrong and they might start catching fire. Like, this can just happen, right? Like, it's not necessarily that they're doing something bad, but they just may have a batch of bad batteries and they're catching fire. This is like battery technology is crazy. It's difficult. And it's flammable materials. So this stuff could happen to anyone. And I feel kind of bad for them that they're in this situation right now. All the air agencies like the uh, FAA and I think it's the EASA are saying, please don't turn these phones on or charge them when you're on airplanes. Like it's, And now they're having to recall them all. It's a real unfortunate thing. So one, what do you think about that? Two, do you think it's going to have an effect on iPhone sales? It might have a minor effect. I, I, I feel like most people are going to get a new phone. They're going to get a loaner, and then they're going to get a new phone from Samsung. They're not going to like to like. No, now I'm going to go buy an iPhone and be like six hundred dollars in the hole. It hall. really seems unlikely that that would. Ha- I mean, I'm sure you're going to get your money back if you don't want to keep your exploding Galaxy Note. You can probably find a way to just demand yep. a refund, but it seems unlikely. I mean, the people who bought the Galaxy Note have reasons to buy a giant Android phone. That's what they want, and they made it made a choice. And I, it seems unlikely that most of them are going to want to suddenly go to a, you know, maybe similarly giant Apple phone because yeah, they've made a choice already. So yeah, I, I feel bad. I mean, I don't feel too bad. It's Samsung. They're not my favorite. Come on. But it could happen to anyone. You're absolutely right. And uh, it's just a shame. Just, I think, I think, I genuinely yeah. I think it's a shame because it looks like a great phone. And they're in a really unfortunate situation. Yeah. And, it. It, and it's a case where one of their suppliers gave them a bad product. And the fact is, that's happened before. Apple had the bad uh, power adapters mm-hmm. in the US that mm-hmm. they have. That's why we all have the little green dots on our power adapters now. Yep. Um, the little tiny square adapters that came and with they've, iPhones. And they've had, you know, recalls and, well, not recalls, but uh, repair extension programs on Macs over the years. Right That's now, right. there's one for MacBook Pros where the GPU basically just. Do you remember when they the did cliff? it on the iPod? Yeah. Like, not too long ago? Yeah, there was the, like the, the iPod Nano? Yeah, the first gen Nano had a problem. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it happens. You know, I think the, the tribalism of poking fun of it is is pretty boring but this is not proof of the fact that samsung sucks and apple is great no this is ridiculous this is 
a company who had a manufacturing flaw in their product and it had and they the supply chains are complicated and in this case they're getting two different batteries from two different manufacturers and one of them this is why it's not a problem in asia apparently is that samsung's using samsung's batteries in asia from another part of samsung and those are Mm. fine and this other one that is being used to supply the the phones in the u.s is is some other company and those have a problem it's you know honda is going through this right now with airbags Mm -hmm. in the u.s where the airbags for certain um, early 2000s models of honda cars are potentially explosive like dangerously explosive they may just explode while you're driving your car that sounds like a good feature yeah yeah, it's a safety feature a that has turned horribly wrong. <laughs> and and it's just, you know, they had a third party, and the third party, it turned out, was uh, the story I read. I'm, I, you know, I, I didn't report this myself, but they were that they were, like, cutting corners, and there were issues with them. And as a result, they have to do this massive recall of those products, too. So it's it's terrible when this something happens, because this is... Yeah, it's uh, it's ugly, and I feel bad. The people I really feel bad for are the people who are very excited that they got the brand new Samsung Galaxy Note, and now they've got to live with the prospect of like they got to go back. Talk about going back to a store where you bought something. They've got to go back with this thing that they're not supposed to use. They've probably migrated all their data to it. They might, yeah, they're supposedly getting like loaner phones that you then have to restore, and then you have to wait, yeah, and just, then you'll get sucks. another one. And yeah. it's really lousy to be one of their customers. So I hope they take. Uh, I hope they take. Uh, other uh, they take care of the people basically yeah, I hope they take care of the customers and make them feel be- better and maybe give them some free stuff because i feel really bad for them that they invested their money in a premium product Very and they had premium. this terrible yeah. experience mike wants to know any mention of a headphone adapter that goes the other way plugging lightning headphones into a 3.5 millimeter jack i haven't seen one uh no i don't think it i think because of the the dac situation i'm not even sure it'd be possible because i i assume they're looking for a digital uh audio stream over lightning which you would need yeah that seems it seems unlikely but that that is a question that if such a thing doesn't exist what it means is that if you're the kind of person who likes to take their your iphone headphones and plug them into your laptop you can't what if you buy one of those really expensive lightning headphones like the really nice stuff because you want to get the best sound when you're on your ios devices and then you want to use them on your mac right and you can't do it i mean i think that's the reason this i don't think mike's wondering this question because of of his airpods a lot of the really expensive lightning headphones have detachable cords right you can swap them out right i mean and it leads to the question of are we going to see lightning ports on the side of new macs if they ever show up and that I really go back and forth on. Uh, I think it could be confusing because Lightning is data in on iPhones and iPads, and you're using it just for audio out or some other weird stuff on the Mac. But and it's so similar to USB C, which we all we all think you, is coming to the Mac. You're going to be too. jamming things in the wrong port. So I, it's all very messy. But well, this I, is uh, this is Michael's question. He wanted to know whether we think that their new MacBooks and new MacBook Pros will have headphone jacks on them. I think it has to be. I think they're going to take away from the MacBook eventually because the MacBook's whole premise is wireless. Well, and wouldn't you rather have a second USB-C port? I, I don't know if they would make that trade-off. But, <laughs> they just cover it up with a little I, aluminum. I just think on the MacBook, they would just literally just take the headphone jack and they'll put a lightning port on there. They're just going to take the headphone I, jack I think they would be consistent across the line. I don't see them doing that on the MacBook and then leaving it anywhere else. But um, Why? Uh, because it's... But the line is inconsistent. 
because like there's USB-C on one device and not on another. For now, else. I mean, they're going to see USB-C on these new Macs, but, but I, then, I think you too, know, as we said before, <laughs> eventually the headphone jack will go away from everything. Well, I think. Well, I think too. I think the other side of this is that while two of the three of us sitting at this table use iPads for audio work, the Mac is is much more sort of in that world. Yeah, well, you got a pro, pro. You got a pro staying. system. You've got to have those extra AV things I agree for with your that. video editors yeah. and audio editors. I don't see them. I don't like see that. them ripping it out of the MacBook and leaving it other places. Though. So I, mean, I think that they will. I think they're definitely keeping it on the MacBook Pro. I think it's less likely for the MacBook, but I agree with what you're saying. It would be weird, but it could do it. But anyway, I think maybe Michael's question is centered more around the MacBook Pros, uh, and I think that Pro audio production is still a good use case for the MacBook Pro existing. And I don't think they're going to take away the headphone jack from there for now. I also hope they won't. Also, the iPhone is the one product that absolutely has space issues on the inside, yep. right? Yep. I mean, the MacBook yep. does too, actually. But even then, the MacBook has so much space compared to an iPhone. Right. Yeah, I don't think that the, the space taken yeah. up by the headphone jack is... If, is so if they dope. get on stage and rev the the 27-inch iMac and they say, without the headphone jack, <laughs> we now have more space to do things, I'm yeah. just going to quit. Like, yeah. yeah, we're done. We're all done. Eric wanted to know, uh, well, he, he says he's not going to be getting this new iPhone, but wondering in the future if Apple will still include the headphone adapter in the box. Uh, I think this is a one-time deal, uh, Eric, but yeah. the adapters are only $9, so they're not too bad. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's a, I think it's a one-time to ease the transition. Um, and I, and I, <laughs> I like the, I, think, I think it's just to shut up the press. Yep, <laughs> maybe. I, I, a, <laughs> I like the I like that it's nine bucks. You know, the mm-hmm. the only other thing close to it is like the MagSafe two to one adapter or whatever. Um, nine bucks is the right call. I think if this yeah. thing was nineteen, like it would be mm-hmm. not great. Nine dollars feels feels nice. At nine dollars, you could buy like four of them and attach them to all of your existing headphones. Yeah. right. You just leave them on there, and you, you're all good. You're good to go. Right. Rajiv wants to know, uh, will the Apple Watch eventually support Night Shift? This was as shocking an admission to me as True Tone on the iPhone. I think both of those things, I think what should should have Night Shift, especially the new one. Um, Even brighter, he's, you know, this, yeah, it's yeah. like opening the Ark of the Covenant in Indiana it, Jones. It's now two times brighter, which is <laughs> awesome, so my eyes will melt. Uh, and no True Tone on the iPhone is also very, uh, very surprising to me. I'm surprised at that, too, because it's not like the iPhone doesn't have a light sensor. And all the True Tone is, you know, it's a multi, uh, multi-sensor multi light sensor where it's, it's not just sensing light, it's sensing the color temperature of the light. So it's doing an RGB sensor instead of a... A regular sensor. Craig Hockenberry had a tweet. Maybe we can dig it up. Uh, he found where that sensor is on the the nine point seven inch iPad Pro, and apparently the the surface area it uses is pretty large. Ah, well, and that, so that and so he it. he had said that you know this may be a, a another space constraint issue, right? Because you gotta you gotta be um, you've gotta sample the the RGB to do that. Also. Just thinking ahead, because we have done that from time to time in terms of conspiracy theories and all of that. <laughs> if an iPhone 8 next year is sort of wall-to-wall screen and the home button you know, goes away entirely and all of that, one of their challenges is going to be having space for sensors like the front-facing camera, you know, the, the selfie camera, and the light sensor, because they're going to want to maximize the screen space there. So... I wonder too if that's part of it is well we mm. could probably get it to fit this year but our plans for next year it's I'm not sure we could get it to fit so maybe we should just 
yeah. leave it leave it in alone. But, but I, I am surprised because I, that seemed like a feature that was going to be everywhere, and it's not. I feel like there's a lot of that conversation right now, talking about well, next year they're going to do this and that, and so far my list of expectations for next year's iPhone is is ridiculous. The, the iPhone the iPhone seven has not even shipped yet, and and people have been yeah. talking about iPhone eight a lot. So I, I expect or whatever iPhone tenth tw- anniversary <laughs> edition special special Apple. edition. Uh, I expect Apple to iPhone ten. <laughs> I, I think we will have some expectation setting done for us. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but the, Craig finding that that's good because that that shows that would make sense, right? There's yeah. really limited space, and you know, I don't know what a RGB yeah. light sensor takes up in terms of space. Yeah, but back to the question, I agree. Night shift on the Apple Watch would be would be great. You know, my mm. my only thought is that the the watch the, te- the screen technology can't support that sort of color shifting as well, or maybe as smoothly as they wanted. That's where I kind of out of my depth knowing about yeah. how the screen yep. actually works. Or, or maybe how the, the graphics processor works, because right. what you have to do is shift all of the color. You have to detect what all the colors are supposed to be painted on the screen and shift them in real time and shift them. So maybe the, maybe the GPU, maybe something like the, the uh, series two might be capable of doing that down the road in terms of software. Yeah. Um, and maybe the series one, or zero can't. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. I would like to see it, especially on the watch. I mean, yep. Yeah. Lucas wants to know if the iPhone 7's water resistance means that you could take underwater photos and videos. In theory, yes. In theory... Just don't have it under for too long? For too long and don't go too deep. The challenge is going to be that your touch screen won't work. The volume up button. But you can press the volume up button to do the shutter. So, um, yes, it's it's quite possible. The problem is Apple's still saying watch out for water damage. I think the idea here is you're supposed to not use this except when you accidentally put it in the water. Um, But if it's truly as water resistant as the first Apple Watch, we know that speaking of Craig Hockenberry again... Uh, that he takes it in the surf like every day and it's basically fine. Apple was saying you can spill stuff on it or smash stuff on it. So if you if it does work, which it probably will, but your iPhone breaks, you're on your own. Yeah. Because they're not saying this is this is <laughs> they still the, say the water damage is not covered under the warranty. But like the, you know, I th- I think at least in my brain, I keep getting uh, the Apple Watch's water resistance and the iPhone's water resistance mixed up. The, the new iPhone's water resistance is the old Apple Watch's water the resistance. The new which Apple is Watch is like three the one where feet you keep it under for for thirty minutes. And the new Apple Watch is, you know, yeah, do whatever. And this is that's the point at which Apple says, sure, swim with it. So even though it was. Basically, water resistant enough for you to take a shower with it or swim with it before Apple didn't talk about it. Yep. And that's where the iPhone is now. So what I would say is you could do it and you might even succeed doing it, taking underwater photography with it. That said, be you're taking you're sort of taking the product into your own hands at that point. It will probably work, but you know, when I took a shower with the Apple Watch on day one, people are like, oh, wow, I can't believe you risked the Apple Watch there. And it was like, yeah, well, I did. Because so something I, I got very excited about the risk. prospect of is having the iPhone in the shower with me, like on a shelf. Yeah. When I'm listening to podcasts. Yeah, you you may be able to I'm do that. Very ex- well, I'm yeah. going to do it. Okay. I'm very excited about it. Like, I'm not going to hold it, right? Like, right. The, but I could have it like on a shelf. On a shelf, and if it like splashes the a little bit, it's okay. Doesn't matter. Any steam? Doesn't matter. Doesn't so matter. I'm excited about that. Some shaving cream. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. 
Uh, Ryan wants to know, do you think Apple would ever license the W1 chip down the road for third-party headphone makers to make a better Bluetooth experience? So this W1 chip is what is uh, the special source, I think, yeah. is, is everybody keeps referring to it. Stephen, what do you think? I don't see them doing this. No. They, they have a headphone company. They, yeah, they own you know Beats. And, and there were, what, three Beats products that are going to be yeah. supporting this? Yeah. I think Apple's going to keep it as a a competitive advantage. Which they're well within their rights to do. Of course. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah. This is their technology. Why would they give it to other right. people? It's not. Um, you know, that was kind of part of the debate about Bluetooth being an open standard and this not being that. And so my argument was... You know that, that, that there's a, there's a difference there. There's a, there's a gradient of, of difference, and it doesn't I, matter. I like, don't see this showing up in 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 other brands that I can walk into a Best Buy no. and purchase. These things are Bluetooth headphones, and they work over Bluetooth, which is great. But if you have an Apple device, they work even better. Synergy, yeah. everybody. I think I think there's a chance that this could be part of a made for iPhone kind of program. A chance, but it seems unlikely. No, I think, it seems it seems uh, yeah. to me like this is Apple proprietary. They did the work; they're going to reap the benefits. And you know, you you said it. Apple owns a headphone company. Why would it not? And and here we see it. These aren't just the first time AirPods. The AirPods technology is in those three lines of Beats headphones. So why I'm not very why clear share on, on what they get though? Those Beats headphones. I think they get the instant pairing. And the and the the better audio quality, they say. I yeah, guess. because it's doing an AAC, whatever stream it's doing is a is a better audio quality. Right. I think so, and maybe battery life as well is better. Yeah, I, I don't because know because of like it's more. And efficient. I don't know if they're using sen- the, the sensors and things yeah, too. I, seen, or, I, I think the sensors not. are not necessarily the W one chip. No, they're 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 earpods. So that's that's it. May just be that this is the thing that drives all of the. This is their custom Bluetooth. It's the brains thing that does the special pairing and yeah, all of that. And I think if they're going to do it, it could that could have been that would have fit into the pitch of we are in a wireless world and we've made this great thing and we're going to have it in yeah. MFI, so you can get any headphones you want. And nope. And that would have strengthened the <laughs> argument that we're now in a wireless world. They didn't say it at launch. I don't think it's going to happen. Right. No, because. It's not up to Apple to make everybody else's technology better. Like that's not that's not what a, a company does, right? You're competing. They're competing with Bose. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So why would they give their chips away to Bose? That they're like they're taking ten years of development away from Bose. Mm-hmm. Like you just leapfrog. Yeah, they're not going to do that. The thing, the last kind of thing on AirPods that that comes to mind, you know, Tim Cook said a couple of years ago, maybe All Things D or some interview that Apple is really looking at sensor technology. And these right. AirPods have so much stuff. They know when they're in your ear. They know mm-hmm. when you're touching them. Um, I think that is potentially something he had in mind in saying that because the watch does have some sensors, but it's not not really all that complicated. The watch sensors do uh, basic things. very sp- And very specific yeah. things where the AirPods seem like they have an intelligence about them. And Mike, to your point, maybe it doesn't go far enough. But they seem to be really aware of their surroundings in sure. a way that we haven't really seen from Apple hardware before. No, I think it's that's what excites me about the AirPods. This idea of like, put one in, get a mono, like put them both in, take them out, and like everything just reacts to it. Right. right. And like, once you oh, know how to speak their language yep. and how to use it, their gestures, yep. then it becomes kind of second nature. So we'll wait and see. We are in the wait and see period. 
We are, but not for long. I'm sure next Monday uh, we'll see how the setup process goes. It's mm-hmm. that time of year again. Oh, it is. How angry will Mike be when he tries to set <laughs> oh, up his man. iPhone? We really went uh, went to town uh, last year because it this. was a disaster. So I'm excited to see how iOS 10 fares for yeah. setup. I mean, yeah. I know we're going to get another screen where I have to customize my home button strength. Yeah, that'll be exciting. But I'm I'm interested to see. That'll so, be the uh, new question: is how strong is your home button? We'll all be asking. Next week. I will go weakest, to the weakest possible touch, because I have a 3D touch as well, because oh. uh, I worry about RSI stuff, and I've had concerns, and, and I was having concerns at the exact time that the iPhone came out last year, so I've always set mine to be the weakest possible, and I haven't had any problems with it. But I know, prob- I know people that have, um, So I, you know, because you're, you're pressing more and doing some weirder stuff, yeah. smushing your finger against a flat surface. One last thing on this. Okay. But it's home button. I forgot to mention last week. Why did they make it look like a home button if it doesn't click? Why did it need to be like that? Gives you a target. Yeah, but it could have just been Branding. a flat surface with the with the fingerprint sensor on it. My only thought is the the touch ID the sa- the stainless steel ring activates touch ID. Yeah, and that needs to be elevated enough where you can touch it, but but and it read on both sides. So my my thought is it's a depth issue. Yep. And okay. l- let's put the hat on for next year if this new <laughs> Magic Unicorn iPhone is great and the home button goes away, why spend a bunch of R&D time and engineering time where you can basically reuse the same components and just so, uh, replace my, the underside. My my uh theory for this next phone I mean, look, the reason we're talking about this phone is because the current one looks exactly the same. And there has been rumors, like I think John Gruber started them about, like, don't worry, the next one's going to be all glass and it's going to be the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Uh, I think they're going to put the fingerprint sensor on the back because where would you put the fingerprint sensor on an all glass front? It's possible. I mean, we we see that. I, I've got that in my Nexus 5X. I love it on the back. Same. And it's not bad. The only problem with it is you can't put it in the case. Or if you do, they've got to do a, a fingerprint The cases cutout. have holes in them. Yeah. Which is whatever. Like I yeah. Apple workshopped I that a few years ago with the five C. Well, I already have a, well, I have a hole for my camera. Yeah. So yeah. Matter. So you'd have a you'd have a thumb or a, a, a finger scanner yeah. cut out. But it does. You hold it, it for those who haven't done it. Uh, the idea of a fingerprint scanner on the back of the phone sounds kind of ridiculous. But you know what? You pick up the phone, and your hand is holding the phone, and your for me it's my index finger is yep. resting right on that scanner on the yep. back and the phone opens and I'm looking at my phone. And I've seen some really cool stuff that some make some uh, Android makers are doing. Like I can't remember who it is that's doing it, but you can swipe on the fingerprint sensor and it will bring down your notification shade. Hmm. How cool is that? Yeah. So you've so, got your hand on the back, you just swipe it down and the notifications pop up. So it could be. Also, you know, we'll Apple's happy to make the lives of case makers more difficult. Especially after. <laughs> that was the other thing, by the way. You know, as we were talking about last week about the Twitter stuff popping out, uh, just as the event started, Amazon had a page go up with all of the iPhone 7 cases. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a disaster. Yeah. All right, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Upgrade. If you want to find our show notes, go to relay.fm slash upgrade slash 106. Stephen Hackett, thank you for joining us. Yes. You can find Stephen online at 512pixels.net and he is at ismh on Twitter. Jason is at sixcolors.com and he is at J Snell, J S N E L And I am at iMike, I M Y K E. Thanks again to our lovely sponsors of this week's episode. There's Hover, Mac Weldon, and Ring. We'll be back next week with new iPhones in hand. Until then, I hope that you get the ones that you're looking for. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Goodbye, gentlemen. Adios.